This podcast is brought to you by Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart. Welcome to the Hungry Hearts Podcast, a place for all of us to come and feed our souls. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hungry Hearts Podcast. I'm Amina Brown, and I'm so happy to be here with you. On this episode, we have the amazing speaker and author, Ruthie Lindsay. Ruthie's story is one of triumph and great unlearning. At the age of 17, she was hit by an ambulance, which broke her neck, punctured her lungs, and ruptured her spleen. Miraculously, she survived the accident and after surgery and rehabilitation felt no lasting side effects. It wasn't until years later that she began to experience chronic pain. Ruthie joined us in Royal Oak, Michigan to talk about the work she's done to redefine herself and her identity beyond her pain story. Everybody, Ruthie Lindsay. So, um, Ruthie, I was just thinking about your answer um, to that question about realizing that you're good exactly the way you are and that your body is something that, despite its chronic pain, is something that actually holds you and supports you. Yeah. So I was wondering, was there kind of a, a, an event or a story that made you begin to shift and start seeing your chronic pain and your, your very being in a different way? Yeah, I think writing the book, <laughs> like having to go back in and relive. I just um, wrote a book. It's It doesn't come out till the spring, but having to go back in and relive all of those experiences was my actual worst nightmare. And it really, it was so depressing and got me, um, I mean, it was the darkest I'd felt in a really, really long time. So I started doing really intentional counseling uh-huh. and I started, um, it just brought me on this beautiful path. I realized how much identity I'd found in that pain story and how much worth I found because I knew I lived in my bed for seven years and I knew that in that time um, I'd broken my neck and I knew that I found so much empathy and sympathy from others when they'd see me, they'd be like, how are you doing? How are you? And I literally fed off that sympathy because it helped justify not showing up to life. But what I didn't know was once I changed my life and started living, it was like, you can live in your bed and hurt, or you can like get up and live (laughs) and hurt, you know? I realized in this time in writing the book, how much identity I was still finding in the pain story because I could, someone be like, you know, what do you do? I share my story. What's your story? And I could give this like five minute elevator pitch and again people are like whoa you know you've you've lived through so much and you're so brave and I found a lot of worth in that That makes perfect sense I mean it's addictive it was addictive and so I actually went to this thing called on site that you know it's like an emotional wellness healing center and you're not allowed to tell anyone what you do for a living Um, it's like intense experiential counseling and it'll kick your ass holy snakies and (laughs) Literally, you can't tell anyone what you do. And all of a sudden, it like clicked. I was like, wow, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about it. And it really, um, I realized I was living as this, they talk about human doings versus human being. And so much of my identity and worth was in my doing. Wow. 
and who I was showing up to be in the world instead of just my essence and my beingness. And all of a sudden, as I started stripping away those stories, it was like, wow, this, this beautiful body, this, I am so strong. I never thought I could heal. I thought I was just bound to being trapped in this pain story, you know? And all of a sudden I was like, no, that doesn't fit anymore. It's like, I just wrote this book and I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because right. it doesn't fit. I'm like, I'm so you've much out, more. You've outgrown that story. Yes, yes. Yes. And you've evolved beyond that. Yes. That's beautiful. That's yeah. absolutely beautiful. And I think that trauma in general is something that we don't really understand completely. We think just because we've survived something yes. that we've actually healed it and we're thriving through it. So um, I think that learning to use the power of our, of our pain yeah. to fuel our, 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 our future is important, but it's also important not to live backwards in the pain. Right. So to that, to, that, so to that question, I wonder what makes you feel powerless and what makes you feel powerful? Oh, wow. I think when I live in those limiting stories, I think I was so afraid. I disassociated so young um, to feel okay in the world because what around, I was, you know, I grew up Southern and it's just like, show up, be pretty, be kind, smile. Like we weren't allowed to show emotions. I was not allowed to feel anger. I was not allowed to feel rage. I was not allowed to really show sadness. And so I stuffed those down, which makes you, powerless. And I think as I've started embracing hard shadow emotions, like there are times, I, you know, I don't always live out of abundance and I'll see this shadowy, like, um, I'll feel jealousy at times. And instead of trying to push that down and be like, what's wrong with you? You don't feel that way. I'm like, oh, I see you. You're trying to protect me and you think that this is helping me, but like love is gonna drive this. And I, instead of shaming myself, cause shame has just been a theme in my life since day one. I can remember from such a young age feeling shame. And even shame, instead of being like, get the F out of here, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, hi. And that feels powerful. That feels, right. that feels like freedom because all of a sudden everyone, all of my emotions, the ones that don't, that feel kind of ugly to me and the beautiful ones are all welcome at the table. And it's my whole self. And when I don't try to push it down, I actually get to rise as my most powerful, loving, whole, true self. It's who I actually am. That's my essence. That's all of our essence, our divinity. Like we have divinity living inside of these bodies that we think are like broken. Like, no, it's so good. It's so whole. It's so beautiful. And I think remembering that, because that's the other thing. We are born knowing that. And then life happens and we forget. Right. Church happens, culture happens, the world, our family, you know. And so coming back and remembering, the remembering, it's just right. the sweetest, most precious thing. Like, I, like you said, I'm not broken. We're not broken. We are so good and so worthy. And that makes me feel like I want to stand in that power. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I, think, I think the way we talk to ourselves oh, yes. is one of the most profound influences of our lives, yes. and a lot of us don't even realize it. And 
I've just in the last few years started calling myself sweetheart, which is hilarious, but it's actually changed my entire consistency of mood. Yeah. I mean, I called everybody else sweetheart, and I talked to myself like I was a murderous, horrible human being. Yes. Um, and it's incredible. So I'm wondering, like, what's, how, yes. how's your self-talk in all of oh. this new wholeness? Yes, well, it can still be fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, that brain is vicious. I'm like, holy shit. And so I literally, it's a constant, like, I, the witnessing is the most beautiful thing. Because I'll be like, oh, sweet girl, I hear that story. Yeah. That's not true. That's not real. And so I literally constantly will stand naked in the mirror and I'll look at myself. And when I first started doing it, I couldn't even look in my own eye because it was too emotional. And I think because of like shame or whatever, I thought I wasn't worthy. And I will stare at myself after usually dancing. And I will, I have these lists of things on my bathroom mirror and it says, I am so good. I accept all of me. I am so worthy. And for the longest time, I'd say you, but it was still like othering me. Yeah, so, right, you, you know. I, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, me. I. Yeah, and me. I will talk to my body and I'll try to listen to what my, our bodies are talking to us all the time, all the time. And I'm like, oh, you precious, beautiful, worthy, like all of me, all of me. And so I love I love affirmations because our bodies and our minds and our cells, like they hear us. They actually hear us. And at first it's like going through the motions and saying things I did not believe at all. I'm like, you are full of shit. And now I'm like, yes. Oh. So it's a little bit of a fake until you make it thing. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I just think that like, you have to start there and let the emotion end up coming. Like the motion can come before the emotion, you know, and just trusting, like, I mean, it is a practice because when I wake up, my brain is, it's spinning and it's telling me really horrible lies. Yeah, yeah. Horrible lies. And I want to hide in my bed and pull the covers up and be like, no, 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 because it's terrifying. And so coming back to truth and reminding myself, I will like, I literally hold myself and hug myself and I'll talk to little baby Ruthie and I'll talk to old Ruthie and I'll talk to Ruthie right now that's scared out of her effing mind and I just am like you precious soul we're safe and you're loved and you're held I love telling myself I'm held you know because I there's time I'm single I want someone to hold me so I get to hold myself literally I will lay in my bed with people I love pictures of them when I'm terrified I will lay in the bed I will put pictures of people I love that I know love and support me you need to get a dog I know I travel too much I travel too much but I will I get to be that for me. And that's really beautiful. Because for the longest amazing. time, I wanted others to do it. And, and fix it's an me. inside job. Yes. No one else can ultimately do it. Well, you know? I'm so thrilled that you're doing it for yourself. You've inspired me tremendously. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. You know what I love about hearing Ruthie's story? I love the hope in her voice. As she is telling her story, don't you hear so much hope in her voice? We are humans who experience pain. We are not our pain, and we are not the painful things that happen to us. I love that Ruthie is helping us make a distinction between our story and our identity. It can be so easy to get them mixed up. 
A couple of years ago, I released my second nonfiction book, How to Fix a Broken Record. I was really proud of it. I mean, it's full of authentic and funny stories, but I had also written about some really difficult things that had happened and were still happening in my life when the book released. When I would speak at events, people would walk right up and want to start delving into some of the most painful parts of my book, asking me invasive personal questions and expecting updates and answers. My therapist reminded me, you don't owe anyone the story of your pain. She said, you can tell those people you have nothing else to say aside from what you wrote in your book. And when she first suggested that, I thought it sounded mean, but I tried it and it was such a good boundary for me. I enjoyed writing my book, but I'm not my book. I'm a woman, I'm a human being. I am more than the hard shit that's happened to me and you. You are a human being. You are more than the painful things that have happened to you. Ruthie's story is reminding us to honor our pain, not to ignore or dismiss our pain, not to ignore or dismiss the pain of others, but as we acknowledge our pain, to also reconnect with our full selves, our joy, our purpose, who we are and who we are becoming. Thanks for that reminder, Ruthie. We're back next week with the incredible Lily Ann Kamikaze to hear how she dared to dream even in the face of unspeakable tragedy. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check us out on all the socials at Together Live Events, and you can say hey to me at Amina B-E-E. On this episode of Hungry Hearts, you heard from Ruthie Lindsay, Jennifer Rudolph Walsh, and me, Amina Brown. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart.